Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher. Hey, good morning, Briston. I just got some sad news this morning. I'm sure you saw it. <clears throat> but uh, mm-hmm. I think last night, Kelvin Kiptum, the marathon world record holder expected to get gold in the Olympics, died in a car accident at 24 yeah. years old. <laughs> um, we yeah. record this episode a week early, so this already be six days by now when people hear us talking about it. So... Um, but yeah, dude, super sad, super sad, man. Someone who's so good at the, the sport and puts in so much hard work and such a, such a machine, man. Like his body was just like, he was just, he's the best of the best. He's, he's up there with, you know, um, Elliot Kachogi, you know, some of the best marathon runners in the world. He, he was one of the best marathon runners in the world. And Died in a car accident. It's sad, man. It's sad. It just, you know, if anything, it really gave me a revelation of, you know, the, this life, man. It's just not, not fair for everybody. Like, you know, people get sick, people die at young, and just sad, man. Um, yeah. I think about you know Prefontaine, Steve Prefontaine. He died young in a car accident too. Um, if you watch that movie, the football movie, um, whatever it is, where the guy. Gets on the Arkansas Razorback team, and he ends up being really good. They have a trophy named after him. He died, too, in a car accident. So, yeah, man, all these great, great people who have overcome some tough things, and they die. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. So, anyways, they wanted to pay tribute to Kelvin Kiptum, one of the people in our in the running world so sad yeah. stuff man yeah they got like pictures of their car um on on facebook it, it looks yeah pretty rough so that's all you got asher oh yeah sad man no no sad man that's all well, you got dude hey asher, no, this this is, is- hey this is a podcast this is a podcast we're supposed to be talking not oh yeah okay well, no, dude. I'm I'm just praying. I'm paying tribute to my boy Kelvin. It's really sad because like he just he just came onto the running scene. Um, yeah. like he had a couple crazy marathons in 2023, and then he broke the world record. And well, I guess it was the fall, um, in Chicago, and he broke it by a significant amount. He broke it by a minute, or nearly a minute. And uh, so whenever somebody abruptly comes on the scene like that and then also abruptly leaves i don't know kind of it kind of rocks you um shows you life is short and it can be a lot shorter kind of depending on a lot of factors so it's tough man this guy was literally the greatest of all time like he he beat he's better than elliot kachogi and elliot kachogi was like the best of the best for so long and he was so young man and elliot kachogi is kind of up there so Right. Yeah. But 
that's the world, man. That's just how it is. It's crazy. It's just you're here and you're not, man. Yep. I don't know. You just kind of, <clears throat> I feel like you got to comfort with the fact of death. Like you got to already in your mind kind of be ready for it at any moment, I guess. I don't know, man. Cause I mean, when you die, you're dead. Like <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it. But, um, I think the worst, I think when it comes to death and it depends, man, it depends. It depends on your faith because if you have super strong faith, man, death can be something you look forward to um, in a way. I mean, the Bible says even Jesus wept, but um, Jesus cried whenever his friend died. But um, I don't know. I feel like you got to build up to the idea of it and being at peace with it. I remember in high school so many times. I would like build up to being at peace with death to where like if I were to die, I can look back at my life and be like, all right, like I did this, this and this, like I'm satisfied. Like if yep. I were to die tomorrow, I'm satisfied. And I kind of had that perspective in high school. And now that, you know, I'm, you know, adult living on my own in a way, you know, living with my wife, but I, I've kind of drifted away from that perspective. And now I'm like, you know, I got stuff I want to do. I got stuff I got to do. Like, I don't want to die. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of have those thoughts sometimes. And I don't know. I kind of wish I'd get back to the, at least just being at peace with it and knowing, like, okay, when I die, like, I'm going to be in heaven and it's okay. And it's part of life. You know, it's just hard to grapple with it. It's very hard to grapple with it. Whereas you used to, man, not a couple of years ago, like, I could, I could, I could grapple with it and be okay and be satisfied. But not anymore, man. Not anymore. It's right. been tougher as I got older. Right. So, I guess this is just yeah, part of the think, the young you mind. Be, yeah, I think you just got to be at peace with it, uh, like you're saying, and know that you know what I'm satisfied with what I've done all the way up to this point, and I'm satisfied with my day. So if I die in my sleep tonight, or I die driving to work tomorrow, I did as much as I can. And although you'll be leaving behind a lot. I think faith helps in that sense, in that regard too, because it's like the people I care about. I mean, with you, people you care about, they know about Jesus, they know about your faith. So <clears throat> that's a positive, but for others, it might be I'm leaving behind people that who knows what they're going to be able to do for themselves. So that's a, that's a scary thought too. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think it's more so scary the impact you leave on other people. <laughs> Yeah, especially dying young, like all your family and friends and stuff. It's just like, right, such a bigger impact than if you're old. Like I remember, <laughs> don't touch me for this, but I remember my great grandfather died, and he lived long old age. And I don't know, we went to his his funeral and his burial, and I was fine emotionally, man. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> he was very old. His time had come. He lived a full life. He had a yeah. big family, you know, and so I was, I didn't cry, to be honest with you. But like when it came to like in high school, one of my friends in high school died, um, like a year or two after we graduated, you know, I cried. That's sad. Super sad, man. Because it, it's like you see all this potential just being <laughs> moved away. So. Right. Yeah. It's uh, a weird thing to talk about. I wish. I wish I could get back into that mindset, man. I think I could. I think if like 
I was faced with the situation and given a timeline, I think I could. But I, you know, I, I pray and I speak life in Jesus' name to everybody listening to this and over myself and Asher. So I do speak life. So, yeah. Um, yeah, man. But, anyways, so I noticed, <laughs> sorry guys, sorry listeners, I noticed the past like couple episodes, I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk about the time I almost got robbed on the next episode. And then, uh, and then I don't. <laughs> I was supposed to talk about it with Mike McKnight, but I completely forgot. Um, so sorry if you've been listening to like three episodes in a row trying to find it. Here it is. But um, it. so, anyways, I was running on a Saturday morning, and it was six in the morning. I was on a road. It was a very big road, four lane road, and there's no cars, just like the street lights, and that's it. So, I, um, I knew I. I knew, which I wanted to see for myself. I'm kind of like that. People will warn me and then I'll go see for myself. But people warn me, like I had a local warn me, hey, don't run on that side of the town in the dark. He said, don't do it. And the reason is, and I know this now, is there's a bunch of homeless people that live on that side. So anyways, I decided to run over there one morning, Saturday morning, no cars, nobody out, 6 a.m. And I'm running back home. And as I'm running back home, there's this guy across the street and it's a homeless guy, kind of. I don't know if he's homeless, but he he was wearing the clothes, you know. He had the big backpack. So this guy is across the street, and I'm running, and he keeps looking at me. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. And this car drives by, and as soon as this car drives by, he runs behind the car and runs over to me. And I'm like, oh, man. I don't know why I didn't take off. I didn't, though. I just uh, – I took a gun class, and – or self-defense class and got my uh, uh, carry license. And one of the things they said is that whenever stuff does happen, the reason people don't do anything is because their body goes into shock and they don't register what's happening until it's too late. And that was kind of this moment. It was like, I didn't register. Oh, crap, this guy's coming to me. There's nobody around until he was already there. So this guy, he's... He's like runs up with me and I'm still running and I'm like, okay, I want to get this guy away from me. He says, Hey man, he said, he said, I saw a fox up there. Can I run? Can I run with you? And we go look at this fox. He says that to me. And I'm like, dude, like immediately I'm like, I'm not stupid. Like you're not running back with me to go look at a fox that you thought you saw. Cause if you wanted to go look at the fox, you thought you saw, you would have done it yourself. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, clearly this guy wants something. Well, I have a $100 headlamp on, a couple hundred dollar watch, my phone, $100 AirPods. All right, I got some money on me. I didn't realize that until uh, I was running how much expensive gear I had on me. But yeah, we got some. So (laughs) if a robber's listening to this, if you want to rob somebody, runners got expensive stuff on. So there you go. (laughs) But... (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, all right, man. So immediately he he's trying to run with me. I'm like, no, man, I'm good. Like, let me just run by myself. He's like, no, 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 man, I'm gonna run with you. I'm gonna run with you, man. And he's like jogging like beside me, and I'm like, no, man, I'm good. I'm good. And immediately, bro, I was like, all right, this guy's about to rob me. So I don't know, man. The only thing I knew to do was start preaching to him. So. <laughs> I start preaching the word of God to him, like the Bible, scripture. I start preaching it to him, man. And, I, well, at first I asked him, I said, are you a Christian? He said, yeah. 
And I said, you fear God? And he, like, kind of took a pause. <laughs> and I think he said like something like, yeah. Like, super, like, uh, you know. And then mm-hmm. um, I started preaching to him, like, our judgment day um, and how, you know, we are set free through Christ um, by the blood of Christ, but we got to repent of our sins, stuff like that. And I'm start preaching to his soul, man. Start preaching to it, man. Because there's nothing else I could do if I would have said, get away from me or don't rob me. Or if I would have ran away, it would have made things worse. And so, because um, he would have actually acted. So I started preaching to him and it caused him. He started like, he probably thought it was crazy, but he started drifting away from me. And we're on a four lane road and he drifts all the way over to the other lanes. And, uh, and then he gets kind of out of breath and stops running with me. And then I drop him. And then after that, man, I feel like I was just reminded that scripture that says, like, the the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and it pierces the soul. And yeah. I used it to defend myself against the enemy as a sword yeah. uh, without me really realizing it in a way. And it worked, man. It worked. Um and that guy didn't do what he was going to do to me, whatever that was. So, cause I, you know, I hear stories of like, <clears throat> you know, people running or walking or whatever in the dark and there's nobody else around and other people like fight them or kill them or rob them. So, um, I mean, I literally just heard a story Well, I think we talked about it on one of the podcasts, but well, this guy was running and two guys came out to rob him, but he was carrying a gun. They were, the runner was, and he pulled out the gun on him they ran away so um yeah man so that was that's a robber story so to all of you that were like super curious about it and were like i've been listening to all these episodes and you haven't mentioned it there it is there it is that's right yeah Kristen called me i think the day after like no it was the morning of like an hour after okay yeah and he was like, dude, I got to tell you the story before we, I don't think we were recording, but he was like, I got to tell you the story real quick. So sorry, listeners. I got the uh, story probably four weeks earlier than y'all did, but yeah. Yeah. You and my dad. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, um, you know, when you're running on a Saturday or Sunday at 6am and there's no cars around, um, don't run on rough parts of town. If you do, I yeah. heard you to drive somewhere. There's a little lesson of that story. But, uh, yeah, man. So, anyway, so with that being said, um, which, Asher, I know you're interested in this, but I'm going to go ahead and put it out there keep my options open. But um, So, this is news, guys, but we are hiring a full-time race director for Texas already, um, which is kind of news. I've messaged already a few people that I have phone numbers of, of people I trust that I believe can do the job, um, that you know, could do it to the way I, I want it to be done or need it to be done because, you know, I have a, I've grown it to the point to where the way I do things are ways that work and I'm open to new things if they work. And so I've learned a lot of new things. And so the systems I have set in place, they work. And I, I'm looking for someone that can follow those systems and um, really keep, keep the same energy and vibe that's at our races um the way we have it set up you know the love we carry stuff like that but anyways i am hiring a full-time race director and um if you're interested and you want to apply email me texas outlaw running at gmail.com email me like a um 
I guess a job uh, resume in a way. <clears throat> I guess if anything, if you do email me a job resume, the biggest thing I'm looking for is that you were in a position that was high under pressure and you had control over things and you took initiative. So if you had like a sales job or if you had some type of leadership position, something like that is kind of what I'm looking for. Or if you're an entrepreneur, um, which I mean, we really don't need a bunch of crazy entrepreneurs running around our business. But um, <laughs> if you did, a, if you had a business to where you had to take responsibility and you kind of had to make your own way in a way um, and really work under pressure, I, I'm I'm interested and I'm looking for somebody. And our deadline is no, no later than May. So I'm looking to hire somebody by May 1st on this on the dot May. And salaries uh, as of right now is forty thousand a year plus. That salary will increase as race as races grow, as the company grows, and um, we might even do like a profit share to where we share a percentage of the profits. So I wanted to put that little snippet in there. Um, that <laughs> I know Asher's interested. Uh, we've been talking a lot about it. Um, I know some other guys that were interested, but yeah, email me your resume, TexasOutlawRunning at gmail dot com, and. I might reach back out to you if I like what I see. So, um, yeah. So, Asher, how do you feel about that, man? How do you feel that, you know, we went from college dorm room, a couple races a year to 18, now hiring our first full-time employee? Um, I say us, me, but you've been alongside me through the whole process. Um, what do you think about that, yeah. dude? I think it's just pretty amazing, the fact that you can start so humbly or start so um what would you call it like like light like we didn't have a lot to carry in the beginning Bristol didn't have a ton to carry it was a lot of uh, learning curves um and it just shows you what can be produced over a year two three years of just grind and uh putting in the work and doing the research and consistency consistency yeah that's what it is yeah, um, dude. It, it's not like there's a secret to um, it. Really, is just putting your head down and understanding that if you want to get somewhere, it's going to take consistent consistency day over day. It's not going to be one big effort. It's just going to be back to back efforts for months and years on end, which is crazy to think about. But it's pretty amazing to be, you know. 2024 Briston's hiring a race director i was not necessarily your roommate in 2020 whenever you put the first um cook county patriot 5k on but we were teammates you know we were teammates we knew of each other we didn't really know each other but it's it's been a ride dude it's been a freaking ride wow yeah it's um i was just on instagram the other day and you know by no means am i saying oh look at us we made it but you know, I was looking at Instagram and Facebook the other day, and I was like, "Man, we got like three to four thousand followers on Facebook and Instagram." And um, I was looking at it, just everything in general, and I was like, "Wow, like it's crazy to see whatever things come to be." And the only way it's came to be, kind of in a way, to where it's recognizable, people know of it. If you run, you kind of know of Texas Outlaw Running, maybe, um, and it's kind of gotten to this point and I look back and I'm like, all right, how did that happen? <laughs> and it really yeah. just came down to just like being consistent and uh, 
sticking to to something and it ended up working out and yeah it took four years to get it to where it is now and it's it's just wild to me man like in the beginning it was just so like i had basically three races in the summer because i was in college and then after that the money i made from those three races had to carry the company through the rest of the year because i had monthly expenses and stuff for the business so like i remember yeah. being in our dorm room and us and me having to pay like six hundred dollars for like uh something and me only having like a thousand in the bank with no races coming up and i had to yeah. wait till may for our next race you know and so um i remember like stressing out about that you know and now yeah. man it's completely different man it's like like yeah we're able to humbly live off off of it very much i mean we're <laughs> carly doesn't work and i get paid very little um so if you do apply for the job i i encourage you to uh either be single um and if you are married make sure your spouse has another job so um well, but, here's another thing about your budgeting early on and i know we're almost at a time limit but weren't you paying for college in some regard with the texas sell okay. money very little so very little. <laughs> we made very little profit off of texas outlaw especially in the beginning because all the money went back into getting tables and stuff, just all that stuff you need to put on races. Like it was a slow workup. I got, I saw a picture the other day, man. And it was, <laughs> I think I should told you about it. We had a little blue Ozark, Ozark tent from Walmart with a banner that said Texas outlaw. And then this like old photo backdrop that was like 50 bucks on Amazon with these two banners on it that said start and finish. And like now, man, you know, we got our tents with our logos on them. We got a big trailer, you know, we got a truck and, um, yeah. So, um, uh, the expenses built up, but to answer your question, um, I, I paid like very little, like maybe a thousand or $2 was all I was able to kind of pay for college with it, uh, each right. year, each year. So yeah so i was able to pay very little with it but i paid as much as i could um yeah it was very low <laughs> right but it was still it was still pretty incredible to see briston's out here making his company work so that he can put a little extra money towards college and that yeah. was like yeah pretty crazy early on years <laughs> it's so funny and now like i got these other two businesses or this other business i'm starting up and i'm like I don't have the same like drive and ethic that I had at the <laughs> beginning when I started Texas Outlaw. Like Texas Outlaw, man, I was like, <laughs> I was like doing something every day with it. This other one, I'm like solidly putting pieces together with it and stuff. So, um, right, yeah, man. So it's uh, I don't know, just with that young buck en energy, man, that young eighteen year old energy to get it all going. So <laughs> young buck, yes, sir. Yeah. Um. Anyways, but yeah, if y'all want to be a part of our, if you want to be on my team of uh, my wife and I, and then whoever is our race director, whether it's you, Ash, or somebody who want to be our team, send in applications. You can expect to be gone from home 10 to 14 days a month, um, really 10 days a month on average. Get the whole month of August off and you still get paid. So, um, well, you get the whole month through, you don't do races. So still got to do some computer <laughs> stuff, <laughs> but yeah, so we're kind of past our time, but, um, thank y'all for listening for, to the shooting the bull up episode.
I got like a last episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Shootable episode. If y'all enjoyed, leave a five-star rating. That helps us out. Helps get this to other people that um, maybe want to listen to it. So we'd appreciate if you can leave a review. And Asher? Happy trails, y'all. Hope y'all. to see y'all real soon. Yeah, all the northerners, they say, they just say happy trails. We say happy trails to y'all. Yes, sir. Southern. <laughs> no, no, they say happy trails, you guys. Oh, uh, get the you guys out of here. <laughs> you guys. I'll, I'll cancel you, uh, you guys. <laughs> but um, all right, we'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting the Bull.